from New York, is that right? I am originally from New York, yes. Been living in Guangzhou for about three years now. Mm, I heard you were a uh, honorary Texan. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, the culture shock between New York and Texas is very big. Mm. Um, I moved down to Texas for university. I mm. uh, really enjoyed my time there, but then spent time in Dallas before coming here to Korea. Oh, university. What did you go to school for? Uh, I went to the University of North Texas. Originally studied jazz trombone. Um, was very interesting, had a great experience, but then a year in, I uh, realized that wasn't quite my career calling. Mm. So ever since then, I've kind of been pursuing music on the side, just enjoyment. Oh, nice. Okay. And um, when did you come out here to uh, Korea? Straight after uh, your university? I worked for a few years uh, in a tech company. Mm. Really loved that. I worked in sales and then kind of just wanted to experience another part of the world before it was too late. You know, the earlier the better. So mm. I came here probably in early 2018 um, and have really just enjoyed the experience ever since. Yeah, I heard uh, in the living room, I overheard you talking about uh, an insatiable um, appetite for traveling. Or did I read that? I can't remember now. I mean, <laughs> I imagine we all have that to a certain extent, given that we've chosen to transport our lives over here. Um, it's definitely an eye-opening ex eye experience when you can take everything you've known from back home and your upbringing and transfer that into a part of the world that's so foreign for us. Mm. So for me, it was mostly about taking myself out of my comfort zone as much as I could. Okay, and you said, uh, going back, you said taking something from your experience and bringing it over here. Mm -hmm. Is that right? What, what would you say you brought with you here uh, to Korea? <laughs> Well, hopefully a winning attitude at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I pride myself in that. Uh, you know, just, I've always been a sociable person. I always really enjoyed meeting people and networking. Mm. And that's something that's been consistent here. Whereas my day job is teaching middle school English, which I love. Mm. Uh, outside of work, I've been networking amongst the musical community, amongst the foreigner community, and I've really tried to just um, ingrain myself into the culture that we have here and get as much out of the opportunities we have presented to us. Yeah, that musical um, aspect that you were talking about, You do you come from a musical family? Does everyone in your uh, family play an instrument? I know your mother plays the viola. Viola, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice job. I'm impressed by that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate. It, music is one of those things that I don't think it's quite genetic, but I think also maybe part of it is as well as you know the culture that you're grown growing up in with music all around so my mom is a professional viola player my mm. dad is a professional trumpet player mm. uh, my sister studied opera in college actually so it kind wow. of just runs in my family um, I started violin at the age of four when the violin was basically the same size as my body <laughs> <laughs> So in terms of just giving me experience performing, developing my ear, it's been really a great advantage that I've had. Then unfortunately, I cannot 
take any credit for. It was my parents' decision. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thank you, mom and dad, for that. But <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely been something that's helped me to translate music into the later portions of, or you know, these next portions of my life. Mm. So, so how many instruments can you play? <laughs> Not much. Uh, I played trombone, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stopped violin very early in my life. Did you? Yeah. Um, just wanted to do something a little louder, maybe. I don't mm. know. Maybe eight-year-old Eric was just craving for something more. Uh, really loved trombone, and then went to college, stopped doing that. Soon realized that trombone is not the easiest instrument to keep up when you're living in a small mm. apartment. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> the very short leash that you could get away with when, you know, before your neighbors start hating you. Mm. So as much as I would have loved to continue playing and getting better, it wasn't quite the most practical instrument. And that's kind of where guitar came in. I took a few lessons before I came to Korea. Um, I'm definitely not the most competent guitar player at this point, but still improving. Um, And one of the great things about living in Korea is it gives you a lot of free time to pursue passions on the side. So since coming here, I've just devoted hours and hours to getting more comfortable on guitar. Um, So to answer your question, I'd say at this point, um, I can sing and play guitar and you know together it's a valuable skill set so oh um, nice not complaining oh yeah that sounds uh so but you so when you uh told me about um how you got into guitar you said you only took a few lessons um before you got here so i guess you've only been playing the guitar for three years is that right three years yeah three and a half years i would say we are blessed to have the gift of YouTube. <laughs> you can learn a <laughs> right. lot of things. And mm-hmm. as I mentioned before, having a good ear for music helps, especially in terms of the jazz genre. A lot of them are very standard, interchangeable chords that once you can figure out the pattern and how they fit in, you can learn a jazz tune really quickly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just kind of using the resources I've had available to me, um, the luxury of time, as well as my prior background have let me learn kind of an accelerated rate. Tell me about that uh, guitar that your mom found <laughs> in the, what was it, in the basement or the attic? Yeah. Where did that end up after you got it uh, restored? Yeah, well, first off, very respectful research. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, you. It's a pretty crazy story in that um, it was gifted from my grandma to my dad, mm. and then it was just been sitting in our basement, and for some reason we just forgot about it. And it's one of those stories you hear about and you say, okay, that'll never happen until Mm. it's actually you and you're like, okay, that did happen. And by that, I mean, it's a Martin guitar, which is one of the most prized brands in terms of American craftsmanship and American made instruments, Mm. um, made right around the post-World War II era, so like Mm. 1950s. And it had just been sitting in a a case in my basement accumulating dust. Mm. So while it wasn't in perfect shape when we found it, it also hadn't been weathered and used, so it's in pretty incredible shape really? for a 70-year-old guitar. 70 years? Yeah, oh, which is wow. amazing. And guitars like that, you know, the wood, there's so much into it, and they get better if treated properly with age. So we took it out, we repaired it, we had um, some experts back in New York where I live look at it and, you know, do the proper adjustments as, it, um, as was necessary, and now it plays so gorgeously. So. It's pretty great in that when I do return to New York and plan to pursue, continue to pursue my musical career, I have not only this beautiful sounding instrument, but an instrument that has such a nice story amongst my family, Mm. having been bought by my grandma, given down to my dad, and now to me. So three generations of the Ratner family. And now Mm. they say instruments tell a story, and I truly believe 
that to be the case here. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So your so is it fair to say your grandmother can play the guitar and your father too, or is it just or has it just been passed down? Uh, definitely not my grandma. Um, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> my father can play the guitar mm. to a certain extent. Um, yeah, it's just been passed down. I think I'm just kind nice. of picking up where it's left off. Speaking of uh, the guitar, you're gonna play for us. Try my best. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll and see. you're gonna do a Korean cover. Yeah. So it's also fair to say you speak Korean. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me too much credit. Um, <laughs> I have been consistent about studying since I've been here. Um, as you know, English and Korean are polar opposites. Mm. So you can study so hard every day and still feel like you've made no progress. Um, I've definitely learned a lot, but. In terms of Korean songs, I found this really beautiful niche of being a foreigner in Korean, in Korea, and having Korean people hear me play a song that they're familiar with, like a folk song or a mm. pop song in their culture. It's something they don't expect. So when they see someone like me, who doesn't look like any of them, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of crossing, bridging those cultures together and showing a respect for the music that they have. Yeah. Um, that's something that's really been appreciated here. It goes a long way. It does go a long way. And I've gotten just so much satisfaction over the investment of time I've spent learning Korean songs. So what's the uh, first song you're going to do for us? <laughs> so the first song is called Manji Ga Dea. It's mm. by a singer called Kim Kwang Suk. Uh, he's a very interesting guy. He was prominent in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, He had unfortunately early death, but he's seen as, the way I see him is kind of like a Bob Dylan figure of Korea. He Mm. sings very like folky, real songs that tap into human emotion. Mm. Um, Many of his songs were about human suffering in the period after the start of Korean democratization. I said that word right. It's a hard one. Um, so it's like very real emotions that resonate with Korean people. And I think even after his death, they've been songs that have endured amongst their their tastes. Mm. So it's, um, yeah, just beautiful melodies, beautiful lyrics. Mm, nice. Well, whenever you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> Sonyule <laughs> Gadak molunun mulmani arankari ne chagun kasum modu modu a shilusa pado mojarang tanchi. Manjiga 
was actually really beautiful I liked it a lot and I think um, my dad would really like it so you're gonna have to write that down for me okay that name thank you I appreciate that yeah he's Hope gonna add that to his it. playlist <laughs> I know he is <laughs> <laughs> so um actually I want to go um, back to um, your mom for a second in your family she came to uh, Korea in 2018 is that is that right that is correct oh and um, so has she have you played any of these songs for her? Uh, mostly I just send videos back home from time to time. Oh, yeah? No, it's kind of this, like, you know, mysterious life I'm living here across the world. It's oh. not all known to people back home, but I guess podcasts are a good way to get that out. Yeah, no jam <laughs> sesh with your mom and her viola and your guitar? We played a bit. Um, we have this group in Gwangju called Dreamers, mm -hmm. and it's similar to the Liquid Arts Network in that it brings together foreigners and Korean people who are devoted to arts and music. Mm. Uh, so we were fortunate to have some trips during that summer as my mom was here, where we had some spontaneous jam sessions. And uh, my friend Eden, who's a great violin player, brought her violin. Mm. Uh, my mom being the adaptable musician she is, played some tunes and we were able to play together. So that was a pretty unique experience. Oh, that sounds really cute. Yeah. That sounds like a really nice time. Yeah, it was great. You, um, you mentioned actually, um, about um, musical events that you hosted in Guangzhou uh, pre-COVID. Can mm. you um, tell us a little bit uh, more about it? Of course. So I started an event called Live at Loft. It's basically a monthly music event that we have at a bar in a prominent area in Guangzhou called Loft 28. Loft 28 is owned by one of my best friends in Guangzhou. His name is Craig, uh, just an amazing guy with a great story. He was born in Jamaica and then spent his life growing up in Toronto. Mm. So he has a strange mixture of cultures of Jamaican culture, Canadian culture, mm. and now naturally lives here in Korea, right? So he has, um, it's a Jamaican-inspired bar and lounge back in Gwangju, which is an amazing place, very intimate environment. Um, and something that's just struck me about him and the bar in general since I've been here is their commitment towards music. Always just trying to put on the next great event and investing in their sound equipment to make sure the artists have the best experience. So naturally, when I wanted to start an event, that was where I went. And we have some open mics in Gwangju that have been there for a while. They've really been great to help me get a springboard off you know, my performing career here in Korea. Um, but where we are different is that it's a set lineup. So rather than an open mic where anyone can come and play, 
Um, I hand select a few musicians of diverse genres, Korean people, foreign people, and we put on usually a lineup of about four performers. And then after the set performance, we have an open mic. So it's usually like, you know, the cherry on top. Mm. And then this year, what's been one of the most gratifying things is we've been tying each month's event into a charity. So we kind of crowdsource them. Um, it's mostly amongst my friends. If anyone has a charity or cause they feel passionate about, we will rally behind them. We will push out the message of that charity and try to raise as much as we can. And we've been raising between about 300 and 500,000 nice. won, 300, 500 US dollars equivalent um, each time, which for a night out when people are you know drinking, having a good time, it's definitely a significant amount. So it's been mm -hmm. really probably my most proud accomplishment that I've had since I've been here in Korea. It, is there a particular uh, uh, cause or fundraiser that you want to give a shout out to right now um, for the listeners? Not in particular. I mean, that's a hard question. If mm -hmm. I, I wish I thought about it more. Um, We've supported everything from a dog shelter, an animal shelter, mm. to an organization in, in Seoul that supports North Korean refugees that yeah. provides them with English tutoring and counseling. Uh, teach, it's, I believe it's called Teach... Um, North Korean Refugees. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's been all over the place. Uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now, mm -hmm. but we're like, I think it's, what's great is we're not... Um, categorized into one certain lane. We're open to all types of things as long as the, the cause is beneficial. Mm -hmm. Well, teach, uh, teach um, North Korean uh, refugees is um, a, a good one. I actually um, applied to be one of their English tutors, um, and also I applied for um, another uh, small gig uh, pre-COVID, and I was definitely interested. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, COVID happened and I was yeah. unable to start, but yeah. um, I've heard about them and they do a lot of really good work. And um, uh, and you talked about um, a dog shelter that you also did. So those are two good shout outs right there. That was pretty, that's pretty, uh, pretty all right. Yeah, and one of the other great things, there's a, um, uh, an orphanage in Gwangju mm. of children that are living there and they are close to the owners of Loft 28. So we've had a few events that have supported their, their orphanage. And along with that, they have a band that they created. Um, this really? is pre-COVID that they came out, unfortunately. It's kind of been at a halt lately. Mm -hmm. But it's these um, kids ranging probably in ages from about 8 to 16 or so. So, you know, elementary school through high school. They started this band, and through our event, we gave them their first performance opportunity in public. Wow. Which these poor kids, like... How incredible is that to go in front of a group of foreigners mm. at a bar? Mm. People that you're not, they don't speak the same language as you. You've never performed. And it was really cool to see how nervous they were at the beginning, but how everyone in attendance was so supportive yeah. and so into it that by the end, they were just having the time of their lives. And they actually came back and performed once again at a later event. And you could see the difference between them when they first got there that first time and then the second time they came where they just were in their element. So um, we financially supported them, but I think like in terms of, you know, money is money. Money can buy things. I'm mm -hmm. sure it can you know, help their, their, their orphanage there. Yeah. But if even one of these kids goes on to perform throughout their lives and has more experiences in music and this yeah. kind of helped them to get a start, I think that's the most lasting benefit from this sort of thing. It sounds very transformative. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I, can, I can see why you would get a lot of uh, pride out of that. 
and uh, accomplishment. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and do is just um, put the links at the bottom uh, in the description of the podcast. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And yeah. uh, so we got a, another song coming mm-hmm. up. Are you gonna do another Korean cover? Uh, only mix up. Do an English one. Oh, sounds good to me. What you cool. got for us? Uh, do we want a slower one? Okay, we'll do uh, Alicia Keys' "Fallen." Oh, I love classic. Alicia. Good. Very, <laughs> Very timely then. <laughs> Alicia's my girl. She's from New York. Great music. So mm. What can be wrong? <laughs> Whenever you're ready. I keep on falling in and out of love. With you Sometimes I love you Sometimes you make me feel blue Sometimes I feel good At times I feel used Loving you, darling Makes me so confused I keep on falling in now of love with you and I never love someone the way that I love you oh oh I, I never felt this way how do you give me so much pleasure Cause me so much pain Just when I think I've taken more than with a fool I come a falling back in love with you I keep on falling in now of love with you I never love someone the way that I love you. I keep on falling in now. Of love with you and I never love someone the way that I love you. Excellent. Thank you very much. I love listening to Alicia. I just went to karaoke with my boyfriend last night and a song uh, diary nice that's why i brought it up to you uh before we start and i was like do you know that song <laughs> <laughs> well, i really want to hear hopefully i'll have me back done. on and uh, i'll play it next time <laughs> <laughs> yes i think that was a duet that she did with uh tony 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 Ooh. and they were a really great um r&b group i believe in the 90s nice yeah, but I only know those these things because I have really old parents, and <laughs> that's all I listen to, and they made me clean on Saturdays, mm. <laughs> stuff like that. But um, so um, you're from New York, 
right? And uh, you're uh, leaving soon to mm. go back to New York, straight back to New York? Yeah, I mean, the world is very uncertain now, mm. as we know. Um, my long-term goal is to get a job back in the tech industry. I was working for a tech company in Texas in a sales role and really just enjoyed that and loved it. So I plan to do that eventually. I'd like to travel and see some more of Asia, um, depending on what's open while I have the luxury of free time. Mm -hmm. So we'll kind of play it by ear and see what happens. So what's next is playing it by ear? Playing it by ear. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Yep. And before, uh, before you uh, leave us today, you are going to do one more? Yeah. One more song? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Want a Korean song? Oh, yeah. Okay. I would love a Korean song. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> and, um, give us a little history, too. I liked that last lesson that you gave us. Okay. <laughs> You're giving me too much credit. <laughs> um, okay, so this song is a song that's popular in the spring. Hmm. It's called Cherry Blossom Ending. It's actually one of the highest selling Korean singles of all time. And it's a song super happy, but literally just about walking with someone you love mm. beneath cherry blossoms. And for anyone that doesn't live here in Korea, it's one of the defining aspects that we have around May um, when they're just cherry blossoms everywhere. It's beautiful. It just brings that happiness to yeah. you. you know, it just makes you feel good. So although it's not quite timely, it's not cherry blossom season, I feel like we all could use a cheery song. Um, it's just a gorgeous melody and yeah. hope you enjoy it. Ooh, 
Karinen Pajori P. Uria Pajori Kari Lu. Juri Karayo. Parampumian Uranginen. Kibuntase Nado Moruge. Parampumian Chopianessa. Kudayanimosubichakuchopcha. Potkori piman kunyo joyo Pomparam winarim da Unarin potkori pi Uya pajuri kori lu Juri koroyo Pomparam winarim da Unarin potkori pi Uya pajuri kori lu You know what? I can't think of um, a better song to end on. <laughs> um, thank you uh, so much, and um, good luck to you on your next adventure and uh, that music career. Ah, thank you so much. It's yeah. been a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.